0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Your Father is calling you. He wants you to understand what He's getting ready to do. He's preparing you for a visitation, for a time where He will come into your life and abode with you forever through all the changes, the ups and downs, and the turnarounds. This past week, God gave me a word early that morning and I put it on Facebook and I got so many replies back and so many hits back and I was like, wow, do people really know what they are applying and what they are agreeing to? For I truly believe that this is a season that everything will be shaken. The world will start going down as they already are, but the church will go through. I believe God That as we minister and as we conduct our business and do what God called us to do, yeah, a lot of things will be happening around, around us, but we will go through. It's very, very important that you understand this. The ushers will have a piece of paper for you at the end of the service. You don't give it to them now. But I made a copy of Psalms 91 that God has told me to give out and to tell you to start getting this into your spirit. And let it be so strong in your spirit that you can quote it verbatim. Now, I took it from the NIV. Some of you are more comfortable with the King James. I'm okay with that. But what I did, I took it in the NIV, and I made it personal. And I changed some of the words to mine, where it's more personal. So when you start confessing it, no evil shall befall me. No curse shall come near my dwelling. God's word is so powerful that we must start to confess it And believe it. And it becomes more ingrained in you. And he said, if I, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will. And I'll do it. The Father is coming now more stronger than ever. And I don't want you to miss this visitation. Last week. I told you about how God was making a statement that he didn't call the wise. He didn't call the wealthy. He called you. He knew you didn't have it together. He knew you didn't have it all set up. That's why he called you. That's why you're here today. You're still trying to figure it out. Matter of fact, you confuse yourself. Why this big old God will call little old me. Why he will put his blessings on my life. Why he would give me the understanding out of all that I put myself through, I can't figure it out why he still loves me. Oh, yes, he loves me. Alright, here we go. Maybe I'll just start reading these because nobody's gonna listen to the uh the hints that I give them about changing the slides. Wake up back there. All right. Give me that little clicker thing where I can handle my own slides. All right. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy. Now, I think we know who we're talking about. When God called you, instead God chose the things of the world to consider foolishness in order to shame those who think they are wise. That's the people out there that think they got it all together. And then they look at you. (laughs) They look at you and they're wondering, but I know you. You mean to tell me that he can use you? You mean to tell me that you have wisdom and understanding? You? I remember when, yeah, but he called me. He called me. Your father has need of you. God chose things despised by the world. Things counted as nothing at all and used them. You are the them. Use them to bring to nothing what the world considered important. They may think themselves to be somebody, but I tell you what, the president holds the highest position in the land, but when he comes in the house of God, he has to sit on that seat and listen, just like every other man. Don't get it twisted. God has all power and all authority and author of the rest and those whom he has called. Remember Elijah? He shut up the heavens where it wouldn't rain. Mm-hmm. Don't forget who you are and whose you are. You belong to your father. He said, you are mine. He laid claim on you. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the Father talking. I mean, Paul is talking about the Father right here. He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. What is he saying? He has blessed you already with every spiritual blessing, everything that you need, there are some things more, in this world we look at things that are important, but there are some spiritual blessings that, are, that has much more weight than what we have or what we look for in this natural realm. But not only that, God's already blessed you with everything that pertains to life and godliness, but it's in the heavenly realm. That's why it's so important for you to learn scripture so that you can understand how God is trying to bless you. The closer your walk gets with God, the more those spiritual blessings begin to manifest in the natural realm. You just think that you can name it and claim it. Baby, it ain't like that. You got to live it. You have to live it. And the more you begin to live this life according to God's word, those blessings in the heavenly realm begin to manifest in the natural realm. You don't have it because you don't understand how to get it. God's already given it to you, but your lifestyle put a demand on it, and it began to manifest in the natural realm. So if you don't have what you want, it's because you need to check your relationship with God. You need to check your relationship with your daddy. He is rich, and everything belongs to him. A cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. All the silver and all the gold is mine, said the Lord. And you have not because you ask not. You ask with your lifestyle, how you live. It's more than just saying, Father, bless me. No. The blessings are designed to overtake you. They will come looking for you. Why? Because you have a relationship with your father. You don't have to worry about what everybody else has, what what they're getting and how God is blessing them. God has said, I bless you with all these things. It is your God, your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But you got to act like a child of the God, a child of God, a child of the kingdom. Can't do it your way. Your father is preparing you. And I remember when, I, when one young lady, when we was at youth ministry, she was gone. Her dad hadn't been in her life. And all of a sudden, she got worried that her daddy was coming home. Hadn't seen her in years. Oh, that little child was so excited. She couldn't get, she was just beside herself. She, was just, she didn't know what to do. She just did, couldn't, couldn't handle her emotions because daddy was coming. How can you sit in church, and I tell you about the visitation of your father, and you can't lift up your hands. You can't enter in. You can't get excited about it. There's something missing in your relationship with your daddy. But God is not willing to let you stay in that situation going to fix you up and strain you out because you've been united with Christ. No, no, go back. Don't go so fast. I, oh, I pushed the button, didn't I? All right, my bad. I was just getting ready to point to something, that's all. All right. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. I don't care what you did or what you have done, your daddy, your father ain't holding none of that mess against you. I don't care what it is. You could be the biggest drunk. You could be the biggest alcoholic. You could be the biggest dope pusher or dope user. You could be the biggest prostitute or the best prostitute. However you want to put it. And God ain't holding none of that mess against you. I'm getting ready to get into something really deep now, so I need you to follow me. Because God called you and chose you to be in him before the foundation of this world. So before the world was founded, God already knew you. And he called you to be in Christ. You have been predestined. You have been called. And some of God's people have gotten lost. And God's going to send us to go find our brothers and sisters. Here we go. Ephesians Ephesians 1 and 5, verse 5 through 7. God decided this, watch this, in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself. God decided this in advance, even before you start messing up even before you start, you got beside yourself even before you started acting a plumb fool God already had decided in advance that he was going to accept you. Do you hear this? He already decided in advance no matter what you did, no matter what you do no matter how, no matter how reckless you live your life he has already decided before you became a part of this world, this natural world, he's already decided, I'm going to adopt you as my own. The reason why he's adopted you, because everybody else left you. Nobody wanted to deal with you. You was worthless. You was, you, you, you was ruined. You was messed up. And, and God said, but, but I decided to adopt you, a nobody, into my family. So he's bringing you to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and gave, watch this, it gave him great pleasure. God's excited about doing this. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us. You can't give old people new technology. Somebody show him how to put that thing on mute. He don't know how to do it. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. God bless you, brother. You're all right. All right. See, God decided to save you. You you just came like you were. You didn't know. (laughs) it. All right. So he's rich in his kindness and grace. And that's why we praise him, people, because he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. You see how kind he is and how rich in grace he is? That he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. This is my son right here. Don't clap your hand. You ought to be happy. But I wouldn't kill him for you. I wouldn't. He mistaken. He said, you would? No. (laughs) Stand up. Don't be ashamed. I I wouldn't kill him for you. We have odds, and sometimes I have to discipline, but I wouldn't kill him for you. You understand what I'm trying to get to? Our father purchased us by killing his son. Now, how special are you? I'm sorry. I am not mean <laughs> But how special are you? Can you see, that, see what God's doing in these last days? He's allowing his word to become alive. His word is getting ready to become flesh in your life. It's going to take a part of you for you to be able to understand who he is and what he's done for you, so you'll be able to rise up and walk in the authority in which Christ has set you free. So he's getting ready to begin to move in your life. You're getting ready to start seeing some miraculous stuff happening in your life, and I'm trying to get you ready for it so you won't be freaked out or think you're going crazy when you start walking above the natural realm. Baby, you're already seated with him in heavenly places. It's already done. You have authority. You have the right to rule. You ought to expect divine favor. You want to do a thing? You want to start your business? Expect favor. Expect folks to walk up to you. Expect people to come out of nowhere blessing you. Where's your expectations? How are you going to live this life without expectations? You don't have no expectations. You don't have any faith. Well, Pastor, I don't have any money to start business. good. You have faith. Go forward. it. You know where that came from. Watch this. Oh, go back. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. So we've been adopted into this family. But guess what? Don't think that you came to God on your own. You know when you was out there in the world, you didn't have sense of nothing. Don't you need Jesus? You didn't have the uh, you didn't have no understanding. You weren't enlightened. You didn't know no better. You thought you was enjoying yourself. Watch this. For no one come to me unless you were out there slanging your dope, when you were running your women, running your men, you didn't have sense enough to know that you needed God. You didn't have no sense about Jesus. You went to church, but you were trying to hook up with folks in church. Yeah, you know you were. Uh-huh. For no one can come, unto, come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. If God does not draw your loved one to Jesus, they can't come. I don't care how much you ask them to come to Jesus, they cannot come. Even though they've been chosen, they can't come to Jesus because God had not called them to Him. Now watch this, it's going to get a little heavy for you. Okay, I'll go to that one. Romans chapter. Did I push that button? And we know, watch this, watch this. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. You are getting ready to be activated because God has called you and he knows that he's going to make everything work out for your good. There are some times when good things, bad things happen to good people. But God has a way of making all things work together for your good. There are some of you in here concerned right now about some loved ones, some families, and some friends, and some people, and some things. I guarantee you today, Once you know who God has called you to be, you're going to start resting in his word where he said, I will perfect everything that concerns you. Well, God, what makes you think, how can I have that much confidence? Because he paid for you by the blood of his son. So what makes you think he won't give you all the other things that pertain to life and godliness? Amen. See, you you, you you're close, but your, your, your theology is getting in the way. Your mindset and your emotions and your heart is getting in the way of what's spiritual, what's really real. God's trying to show you who he is and what he's done for you and what he's getting ready to do for you, and you can't catch it because you're still trying to process him here rather than in here. You will never understand him through here. He's too big for your little thought pattern. He's too big for your thinking. He he called you when you didn't have no sense. Now you got a little education. You think you can figure him out. And he's going to let you bop your head up against the wall until you get in your heart and your mind that you're going to need him. You don't need your mama. You don't need your daddy. You need your father. We got to grow up. He's calling for us to mature. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son. He wants you to be just like Jesus. Now, that's a little bit deep, that's a little bit heavy for you. Because Jesus able to do some things that we are not doing right now. But when this visitation happens, and when this thing comes, we're gonna be just like him in the earth. But he said, as I am, so are you in this world. You're getting ready to start seeing some manifestations. Some healing, some deliverance. You're gonna see walk, you're gonna do just like the apostles. When you walk by people and they get healing, it ain't because of you, it's because of who you represent. We're moving. We're getting ready for the miraculous to take place. Don't be left on the outside wondering what's happening because you're so educated you can't figure it out. No. There are people who are going to be telling you they have headaches, they walk away from you, they, 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 their bank account is going to be all right, everything, their children, I mean, everything will be perfected. We're moving in a prophetic time for the church to arise. There's no way. God going to let the devil come out the box or out the closet and he not show up. Yeah, yeah. Ain't none of y'all going to come in here and beat Jordan down without me stepping up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It ain't going to happen. Amen. I might not be able to whoop you, but I'm going to give it my all. Amen. There's no way God going to sit back and watch Lucifer get a TV show. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he do not even care no more. He ain't hiding his name no more. Lucifer. Really? How do you think you're going to slap God in the face and he not respond? It ain't going to happen. All right. No, 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 don't change. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. We're going to be just like Jesus, and having chosen them, he called them to come to him. God called you to come to him. That's why Jesus was so important. You came to your Father through Christ. Now that's why the doctrine nowadays is being attacked And they're telling you that the same Jesus that the Muslims have is the same Jesus that we have. That's a lie. There's no truth in that. And if you don't know your word, you accept it because some big preacher said it, that preacher is lying. For you're going to have false prophets in these last days. If they're manifesting, then what do you think about the truth? If there's a false, there has to be the truth. If they're trying to deceive people to thinking that there is a fake Christ, there must be a real Christ. And God said, I called you through my son who is the Christ. For there is no other way whereby men must be saved except through Jesus Christ. No man could come to the Father except by me. That's Jesus Christ. So if you think that the same God that you serve, because in the Muslim you have to know some of their some of their some of their understanding. They believe in, in, that they can kill you. They believe that they can do this. They believe they can do that. They believe that, they're, that, the, that uh, Allah is who all they worship and serve. We don't serve Allah. Allah is a moon god. Mm hmm. He's a moon god. Mm hmm. My God created the moon. How can they be the same? You have a creator and one who came off the moon. He laid claim. I guess when God kicked him out of heaven, he flew past it. He said, well, that's a good spot for me to tell people where I came from. All right. And he had chosen them to be him, and he called them. And having called them, he gave them what? Right standing with who? You have right standings with your daddy. You have right standing with him. You right with him. You okay with him? I don't care what everybody else say. I don't care what they think. You and God, y'all okay. Y'all ain't fighting no more. I'm not fighting with God over my sins. God, I know I'm wrong. I believe you're right. So we ain't fighting about this. What you gonna do? God said, come here, boy. Let me start blessing you. Let me take care of you. Let me show you what it's like to have daddy on your side. I'm going to tell y'all. And and, and my sister, she know Rudolph. I told y'all about Rudolph before. Me and Rudolph used to fight when we were coming up. And Rudolph came over to our house one day and we was out there wrestling, and Rudolph wanted to get physical, <laughs> really physical. And I really didn't want to, you know, get that physical. But my dear was standing on the porch. And y'all don't know my mama, but you don't let nobody come to your house and whoop you. And when mama stood up and said, Rudolph kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me, and I didn't want to fight. I didn't have a one good move. And when mama stood up, I knew it was time to, to use that move. <laughs> Rudolph came up to me, and I just jumped and I him in the launcher and grabbed my famous headlock, and I put that little old bone right beside his neck, and I start trying to push his neck all the way to the other side until he quit, and then I saw my mother sit sat back down. I knew then I was all right. <laughs> what am I saying? Your father is standing waiting on you to deal with that bully that keep trying to mess with you over your stuff. God is getting ready to position you to get your stuff back. We were in prayer yesterday, and, and, and Elder Antonio came up and said, Pastor, and we and see, y'all missing prayer because y'all understand what prayer is all about. God does some awesome things. He said, I see David. And he said, I see a David. And, I, and I, when he started saying that, it started to build up inside of me what David was and how he stood and who he stood as. He was, he was an apple of God's eye. And that doggone bear came up and took one of his sheep. And David said, I took it back. He said, and then that bear rose up against me. And I caught him by his beard and I slew him. He took his stuff back. There was a time when David went to war. And out fighting, when he got back home, they took all his wives and took all his children, all his possessions, took everything. And David owned me and wanted to kill him. And he went to God. He said, Father, what should I do? Should I pursue? Should I go after them? Should I pursue this? And will I overcome? God says, pursue and recover all. Go get your stuff back. Your daddy is standing up in heaven right now telling you, go get your stuff back. Go get your children. Go get it. And I'm going to show you how to do it. There are some loved ones and some families and friends that are waiting on you. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What's his glory? None other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Watch this. This is how you're going to get your stuff back. This is how you're going to get your children back. This is one of the most powerful prayers that has ever been prayed. This is a prayer I'm calling you to start praying. Because you've got to see what has happened. You've got to understand this. And let me make it. Can, can I be honest with you guys? Can I be honest with you guys? I have children. that I want to come to the Lord. I believe they are close. I believe, they are, they are, I believe they've been called by God. But I believe that they've been blinded. They know, but they see in part. So therefore, what God has called me and my wife to do is to go get our stuff back. Now, some crazy stuff has been happening in their life. But I believe that it's working for the good. It don't look like it's good, but it's all good. Why? Because we've been praying this prayer. And I cease not to give thanks for my son, for making mention of him in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that his, eyes will be, that his eyes of his understanding will be enlightened, that he may know the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. My children have an inheritance in the saints, and I will not cease to give thanks for them. I will not cease in telling God about them. I will not cease. I will make mention of them in my prayers that the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, will give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Stop letting your children go to hell. Go get your stuff back. Go get your children back. This is a season, this is a time where your father is saying, I want you to do something. Stop sitting there watching the devil play with them. Stop letting the devil take them wherever he wants to take them. No. Rise up. You tell God. They have an inheritance. You know this. You have it. And God said, I will perfect those things that concern you. Watch this. Why do I say that they need to be enlightened? There you go. Satan, who is a god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is exact likeness of God. The devil has blinded their minds. With all this stuff that's going on out there in the world, with all this, this, this fanfare, and all this foolishness that's going on out there, the devil has used this to blind their mind. He has used television. He has used the game systems. He used everything to blind their mind so they don't see the glorious gospel. Go get your family. They're trapped behind enemy lines. And they think they want to be back there. They think they like this, but blind. their eyes have been blinded. And your daddy, your father's telling you, go get them. Start praying that their eyes be enlightened. The devil has blinded them so that they can't see, but you got power with God. Go and start praying for them right now. Start expecting them to start coming to Christ. And watch this. And I'm just teaching you this so that you can understand it. Watch this. When foolish stuff starts to happen, don't freak out. Don't feel sorry for them. It's going to work out for their good. I had, a son, I had a talk with my sons the other night. I called them in there and I said, look, let me talk to you. I said, and don't y'all tell them because they don't want to come to church. Because they think I'll be putting their business out there. So <laughs> Don't y'all tell them. All right. And I sat them down and I said, look, it's not by accident that this is happening. I said, these things are happening because I won't stop praying. And your mama and I have made a resolve in our hearts that we're going to see you in the kingdom. The devil has blinded them, and they think they're enjoying what they're doing. But they're getting ready to see. Their eyes are getting ready to be enlightened. They're going to see the hope of their calling. They're going to see the riches of the glories of the inheritance of the saints. It's happening right now. Right now. Right now. So I got off of Facebook not because I didn't want to see y'all. I didn't want to see everything that they were doing. Because y'all got a way of putting everything on the Facebook. I chose to put my face in the book. Let me show you something else i y'all the next scripture. God, dog. I'll give y'all all of them. You, haven't, you don't have none of them. God, dog. And I'll let this one out. The Bible declares that those who God has called, he has predestined. Your sons and daughters have been predestined. God has already planned it, that he has called them to be in Christ before they were manifested in this earth. That's why the enemy came at them to try to steal the seed. Because God has a purpose and a plan for them. He has predestined them. There's a destination already set for them to arrive in this. Most of you all can see your children, and you can see some good in them. That's the good that God placed in them. It is time for that to manifest. And what God wants us to do is start praying and believing and acting like we have a God on our side. Stop letting everything just happen and you not do anything about it. God wants us now to begin to rise up and expect everything to work out for our good. How many can believe that with me today? I want you to bow your head. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that according to your word, you said that you're going to perfect everything that concerns you. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.